I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It seems like Tiger Woods was involved in a serious car accident. This is the Rich Eisen Show. The interior was more or less intact, which kind of gave him the cushion to survive. It was brought to my attention that he was conscious. Suffered multiple leg injuries. I will say that it's very fortunate that Mr. Woods was able to come out of this alive. Earlier on the show, CBS NFL Today insider Jason LaCanfora. Actress Mila Jovovich, Michigan head coach Juwan Howard. Coming up, Buccaneers wide receiver Chris Godwin. And now, oh it's yeah, Rich Eisen. TJ Jefferson just draining pots. He's feeling it because he just talked to Juwan Howard here on the Rich Eisen show. He's chopping it up with the Michigan head coach of the number three team in the country pointing out that all the short shorts that are being worn now in college basketball rolling back the progress that the Fab Five made all those years ago wearing the long shorts that got them uh, so much criticism. And as you pointed that out, Chris, uh, uh, TJ, and I said when he comes on, I'm going to bring it up, he was like, he just jumped all in on that, saying he was outrageous. It's like he had been waiting for someone to bring it up. Please ask me, is what he he had like a sign, please ask me. And Juwan was right. That was Dapper Dan. I saw Kobe in the McDonald's game in Pittsburgh. There His, you go. I, so, yeah, my bad on that. It's all, no, it's, it's all good, TJ. It's not like we were at the end of the hour anyway, and the radio audience was going to leave us. Wow. And you're like, hey, T- hey, I've loved Launch you for years, Juwan. Long time friend. TJ. Launch him. <laughs> totally under the bus. Well, Back it was it was it was no, no, the no, no, game. No, it was no, the no, wrong no, game. No, no, no. Look, I, I I I try to shoehorn that in with 50 seconds left and what we call a hard out, and I apologized. Ah, it's my fault. My bad. I'm the host of this show. I have the wheel. I handed it off to you with 50 seconds ago. I apologize to our radio stations if we cut off in the middle of uh, of the Jawan Howard interview. Um, it's all on our YouTube page. It was just a great conversation. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Here on the show, Chris Brockman, you you have your movie lines, correct? I have my movie. We're doing quotes. this every day, yes. every yeah. day, based on a meme that I saw during the our vacation last week uh, of name a movie quote, uh, drop a movie line that only uh, fa- that diehard fans of the film will instantly know. Okay, I got six. I gave, I I gave my five it. on Monday. We love the idea so much. We say we're going to do it every day of the week. Yeah. Then Del Tufo went yesterday, almost yeah. killed it instantly. Almost <laughs> killed the idea. I should have done comedies. And um, and got six. you got six. Very oh, good. That'll be see. coming up this hour. That'll be coming up this hour. I'm booing. But we, we uh, turn to uh, to our, our guest line, our guest hotline uh, once again. Uh, yesterday we had the general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jason Light, on the show. And now we have one of the best wide receivers in the business, 
Um, he's in Super Bowl champion now, and he's about to go hit the free agent market potentially. He is Chris Godwin back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How have you been, Chris? Oh, man, I'm, I've been great. I appreciate you guys having me. Man. No, absolutely. Uh, I got a, one of the many reasons why I wanted to have you on uh, is because uh, the NFL films, um, I guess, snippet or uh, bite, if you will, from the Super Bowl of you and your fiance celebrating on the turf together. I love that. That's that. I live for stuff like that. I, I live for journeys traveled together, uh, whether it's athlete and parent or athlete and and you know partner or future spouse in your case i love it you and your fiance were celebrating what was that like for you chris man it was uh it was unbelievable you know like you said like that just like you know the the culmination of the journey that we've had together um you know like we've been you know been together like 10 years now so like you know she's been with me through thick and thin you know and that's my ride or die and for her to be there to share that bubble with me on the field it was just uh, just a combination of all that. It was unbelievable. I know you were mic'd up, and I, I, I just, you know, I, I ate it up. And, um, and, and so now that you have gotten the Super Bowl, I mean, what, what does it feel like to be a Super Bowl champion, Chris? I like, I like the sound of that, man. <laughs> Every time I hear it, you know, I just, I just get excited. Because, like, you know, like, as a, as a kid, Right, for at least like for me, uh, you know, my two biggest goals were, you know, to make to the NFL and to be a Super Bowl champion, um, and to have accomplished that, uh, you know, both of those by the end of my fourth year, um, it's just it's such a blessing, you know, because there, there's so many talented guys that, you know, that haven't had the opportunity to to get to this point. And, and so, yeah, it's it's a blessing, you know. No, of course. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I thought you were. Um, you were completing. So, so, um, and you know, obviously Michigan men like myself, like completing to people like you, what was that like to be, uh, on the end of Tom Brady's passes, play calls in the huddle with him all year long, Chris? Oh, it was so dope, man. Like just watching him like my entire life and being, you know, seeing him from afar and watching the greatness. And then now having the opportunity to be a part of that, you know, like now I'm, I'm a part of that history. Um, it was so cool, you know, and, and he was he was so different from uh, I really like anything that I was anticipating. You know, I was just kind of like like thinking that he was going to be like this stiffer, like just ball, ball, ball all the time, you know. And 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 don't get me wrong, like he loves the game of ball, and he he puts so much into it. But like off the field, you know, he's he's a great guy, you know, and he he really just came in and fit in as one of the guys, you know, cracking jokes to just the whole nine. And, you know, you, you have nothing but respect for a guy that's so accomplished but comes in and, and works as hard, if not harder than everybody else. And um, how does that permeate the locker room? How does that permeate the huddle? How do, how do you pick up on, on what he was putting down, Chris Godwin? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's infectious, man. Um, you know, like when you, when you go out there, you go to battle, and, and, and your, your leader is putting in everything he has, you know, and, and he's going to give it his all. It, you 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 feel obligated to to step up and, and answer the bell. You know we we're going into every game expecting to win, knowing that you know we had all of the pieces that we needed to be successful. It just was going to take some some growing throughout the process. And you know we went through our growing pains and and uh, you know some people were doubting us, but I think the great thing is that the men in the locker room never wavered. You know, like I said, we had full belief in everybody that we had that we had the piece that we needed to go out and make the run that we did. 
Well, when did it all come together, Chris Godwin? The, the sense uh, might, you know, is now that we're looking back on it, could have been uh, after the first quarter of that first game against the Chiefs week 12 after Tyreek Hill had a, a quarter to remember. Uh, but the way the rest of that game went into a bye week out of which you never lost again, what, is that it? Or was there another aha moment for you and the team? I don't know if there was one one specific moment, but I would say like right around that time period was when I would say things started to kind of like click, right? Like we had like, at that point, we had our backs up against the wall. And I think, you know, you made a good point in that first Chiefs game, you know, they got up on us really fast. And and the teams, uh, the Bucks teams of the past, you know, very well would have laid down. Um, and just like, dang, like, you know, like they, they got us this time, you know, and like they're just a better team. But the 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 fight that we had in that game to to come back and have a chance to really you know put ourselves in a position to to win that game at the end versus the defending Super Bowl champions, I think that gave us a lot of uh, confidence like that we needed as a as a team that had been together for the first year really, um, you know trying to put it all together and then you have the bye week and then you have Atlanta where we started off you know slow again, but at that point it's literally like we're playing for our playoff lives you know that we we treated that game and the rest of them as playoff games, you know, and it's like, if that's the mentality you have, then it literally feels like winner go home for you. And we had, and we had to approach it that way. Super Bowl champion wide receiver pro bowler, Chris Godwin here on the rich Eisen show. Okay. So now it's about decisions. Uh, let's talk decisions, Chris, first one up. Um, if I, you have a, you have to make one choice here. Uh, I give you a choice mm-hmm. of going horseback riding with Devin White mm-hmm. or tequila shots with Tom Brady. Which one do you do? <laughs> Which one you can choose one? Which one would you do? I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go horseback ride with my boy Devin White. I, I ain't never been on a horse. Why not? Let's go. <laughs> let's let's hit the trail ride, man. Yeah, but I mean, you know, riding an animal is, is you know not the same as just you know throwing back avocado shots. And clearly, you know, uh, there's a support system with Tampa uh, to to deal with maybe too many of those shots, as we saw, Chris. Uh, I, <laughs> there's a ton of support here for for guys like that. <laughs> You know, I, I think I, I think we've done that. Let's go ahead. Let's let's give uh, let's give the trail ride a little a, a little shot. Okay, let's do that. Now then, uh, well, by the way, great use of shot uh, right there. Okay, <laughs> now let's talk about I guess the the more important decision, the more life changing one in front of you. Free agency. How are you approaching this right now, Chris Godwin? Um, really, I, I really just been taking it you know day by day. Um, because like at this point, right, like it's um. It's out of my hands at this point, it's at least in terms of uh, until March 9th, right? Like if the team decides to franchise like me, then then that's what it is, you know, and, and that's what it would be. Um, but obviously, you know, I'm I'm looking, you know, for some security, looking, you know, for a, a, an actual deal, you know, and, and, and I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But um, I love it here, man. You know, I love I love the team, love the city, love my guys, love going to war, battle with them. Um so I guess we'll just, have, we'll just have to see how everything plays out. Now I had I had the GM on yesterday, Jason Light. He said nothing but glowing things about you. Has there been conversation between management and your and your representation yet, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I believe so. You know, and and okay. I think I think those conversations will continue to will continue to happen. You know, I like you know, it, it's no surprise to me that that the uh, interest is mutual on both ends. But you know, at the end of the day, we all realize that it's a business. You know, and in the same way that they're going to approach it, like they make the uh, decision that's best for them as a as a business, like as an organization. You know, I got to do the same thing, um, and obviously, all of it's out of respect 
All right. And is it possible that uh, have you enlisted the help of somebody who um, wearing the number who that you used to wear to potentially lobs and lob something in to say, hey, let's see what we can do to keep 14 here. Anybody? In that respect? <laughs> no, I have I I have not. But, you know, I would imagine that there that there's been conversations like that. You know, we, we all like everybody there has so much like so much respect for each other. And, you know, I think we all have like such a great working relationship that. Um, you know, I, I don't know if, there, if there's much lobbying that needs to happen at this point. Okay, Chris Godwin here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let me get into that. Actually, the uh, the the Jersey stuff. Uh, Do you hear what Michael Pittman had to say in Indianapolis this week about his number eleven and Carson Wentz? Did you hear about that story? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I, I heard about it a little bit. Okay, that might have crossed your ear gate. Um, what yeah. What do you think of that? Um, hearing from Michael Pittman um, again, he's a second year player, and we also know Carson Wentz has not mm-hmm. been with the team. What do you think about him saying, uh, I, I'd, I'd like to keep my number 11, Chris? What about that? Oh, I, I thought it was interesting. Uh, you know, like, I'm, I'm not surprised. You know, not, not too many guys really want to give up their number. Um, and I think each situation is very different. You know, I think the situation he's in is completely different from the one that I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say that either one of them is the right one. I just think that, like, for me, it made the most sense for me to give up my number. You know what I mean? And, like, just like out of respect for Tom and for what he's done and, you know, hoping that one, maybe one day that I will get that same respect if needed later on down the road. Um, you know, and, and, and Michael Pippen, he, he may not think that same way, you know, which is cool. And and also I think it, it is worth noting too, that Carson might not want number 11. And so then, it, then there's not really a story at all. No, you know? I, I know that Chris, apparently according to Michael, that, that, that Carson reached out to ask for it and then said, yeah, uh, I might want to change it anyway after being told no. And it's one of those situations, you know, uh, where you don't want to – you want something, but you don't want to make a big deal of it after the other person pro- kind of forces you to maybe make a big deal of it, you know? And it's one of those things that's yeah. right, to avoid conflict. I'm a conflict avoider normally in real life, That's so I kind of understand that. But did, did, uh, did Tom ever ask for it, or did you just coughed it up? Chris. Yeah, no, we uh, we he had, he had asked for it, um, and and we had and we had like we had a really good conversation too, um, and and I think that was uh, it was good though because that was like one of our first like real conversations, you know, we were like talking on Facetime about just a bunch of different things, and and we we're going over it, and um, and like I said, it made it just made the most sense, and you know, looking back on it, if uh, you know, if someone said, hey, if you give Tom number twelve, and you go with number fourteen, that y'all won a Super Bowl. I do that every single time. Like, <laughs> and, uh, without, oh. without, without question. Well, Chris, I'm not questioning your decision-making whatsoever, <laughs> okay? <laughs> I'm just wondering how it, how it went down. Did something um, other than the jersey exchange hands, Chris Godwin? One more time? Sorry. Did something other than the jersey number exchange hands... Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> it was, it was, it was really just out of respect, though. Um, because, like, I don't know. Like, like I said, I, I would. I think for me, like, um, I think I'm big on, on just you know, doing things the right way and and trying just trying to be a good person, you know. Um, and I really do believe that like things happen for a reason, and you know, like I said, hopefully down the road. You know, if I'm looking for, you know, in a situation like he was, then I would get that same respect. And then it's like, all right, well, everything came full circle. Pay it forward. And now you'll be looking down at your hand at some point and seeing that big shiny object. And it's like you made the right decision, Chris Godwin. That's it. Bingo. (laughs) Bingo. You know, I mean, that is just going to be a great, 
great moment for you. Did Brady, uh, uh, Bruce Arians told me, a couple minutes left here with Chris Godwin, uh, Bruce Arians told me that Brady spoke to the team night before. Can you uh, mm-hmm. pull back the lid on that a little bit? What did he say to the team night before the Super Bowl, Chris? Yeah, um, you know, he, he it was um, it was really, really impressive to watch. Like that, you know, the culmination of all of, of all of that, right? Because he, you know, he's talked throughout the season, you know, here and there, but he's never really been much of like a like a pregame, you know, raw raw guy. He usually let you know Devin and Levante take care of that. Oh yeah. Um, but like throughout the the entire week of the Super Bowl, you know, he was texting us, you know, like the two weeks, you know, the entire two weeks, like almost every night. You know, with different, uh, you know, different film clips, different like motivational stuff, and just really just hitting like, like God, like, like we, like we're made for this moment, like we're gonna win this game, you know, and and just, just constantly like feeding like that confidence to us that you know that the moment's not too big for the guys that we have, you know, and and I think that that really just not only like, spoke to just like how intense the moment was and how confident he was, but like that it spoke to just how confident we should be as a team. You know, like we had earned the right to be there and we shouldn't just go in there like, oh, like we're happy to be here. We go, we should go in there with the approach that we're going to win this game, you know? So you're saying every night um, for two weeks before the Super Bowl, uh, what pops up in a, I'm assuming, known sender on your phone was a group text from yeah. Tom Brady, um, essentially to what, to, to, to a whole bunch of you, the whole team with what, movie clips Phrases? What was no, it? Just, what was just it? really uh, like, like the mainly the skill position guys, right? Like okay. The, you know, running backs, tight ends, receivers, quarterbacks, um, and just different like you know, like different like motivational stuff, like whether it's like from like from himself like directly or like I said, film clips, just like like little reminders of hey, like you know, like when they do X Y Z, you know, we do this, you know what I'm saying? And just like just like reminders that like that he's constantly working. And that we should be confident in ourselves as a group to go in and, like, regardless of who we're going against, like, what we're facing, you know, as, as big as the task was, that we are, we're going to be good, you know? Well, you know, Chris, uh, what about you as I finish up? What about you? Because at some point, you know, we're assuming Brady's not going to play till he's 105. Um, and mm-hmm. or you will be on, for whatever uh, reason, uh, maybe on another team. Um, you know, it could be <laughs> multiple millions of dollars worth of reasons, but, um, <laughs> so at some point, you know, you will have that challenge in front of you, do it without Brady. Um, so mm-hmm. long story short, what about you, your goals for you, Chris Godwin in your career here? Um, that's a great question. Um, I mean, for me, I, I think the goal is always to do, you know, what we've just done Um, I think. The, the the more that I'm entrenched in in this game, and you know, the, the more fortunate I, that, that I am to continue to play, the more I realize just how important it is for me, like to win. Um, you know, like I've been, you know, like last year we we had a, a decent year, uh, but it wasn't good by you know by our standards. You know, like we're seven and nine, but and I had like you know I had, I had an all pro season, but it didn't it give me you know, anywhere near the satisfaction that winning this Super Bowl did, you know, even though my numbers were down, um, you know? So, like, for me, it's doing all that I can to make sure that whatever team I'm on is in the best position to win, you know? And, and along the way, learning from the Tom Brady's, you know, the Mike Evans, you know, the Gronks, just from, like, picking their brains and allowing me to absorb all that information so that I can then 
pass that out to, you know, whatever teammates I have moving forward. Because, like, at the end of the day, we're all just kind of, like, recycling information and passing it all, like, to you know, future generations to keep furthering the game. And I want to be a part of that, and I'll, like, I want to continue to be a champion. Well, I hope you get what you want, Chris. Um, I imagine it's to stay put where you are, uh, where you like to be, where Tom Brady's your quarterback, and and um, you'll have an opportunity to maybe you know box Cameron Braid out for the next trophy toss from boat to boat. You know, um, <laughs> exactly. You know, like uh, again, you can't. I mean, the tight end Braid. I mean, my God, great grab. Um, that was impressive. So hopefully you get for to sure. get, hopefully you get to do that yourself. You know, and. Um, did you hold on a second? Did you drop your phone? Uh, T.J. Jefferson, my social media grandmaster, just passed me a note. Did you drop your phone in the water? Uh, did Man, the boat? My phone. For the, my at the phone parade? was at, is at the bottom of the Tampa River. <laughs> it was, I, Chris. I I pulled up my phone to to go live, which I never do, you know, and will not do anymore. And like we're standing on on the front of the boat, and I see like at the corner of my eye, like I think I see Scotty start to kind of stumble. And in my head, I'm like, man, like, I'm, I, I can't let Scotty go into the water. You know, we can't get another Scotty. We can't lose him out here. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 in the, and in the process, you know, my phone got knocked out of my hand and went right into the water. And it was like, it was like it was a slow motion. Like, I was like, no. And like, looking at like this, like a police boat next to us. And they're like watching. They're like, no. I'm like, but like, can one of y'all get that? Like, what's up? Like, and uh, it, it went down really fast. It was so fast. But, uh. You know, my, my, my folks are rising looking out for me. So okay. I, I was very appreciative of that. Well, good, good shout out. Uh, uh, but um, that doesn't bode well for the next trophy toss, Chris. I mean, no. It does. You know, so this what I will say, though, is, is the trophy is much bigger than my phone. Okay. <laughs> okay. But equally as valuable in your mind, I'm sure. Uh, uh, more, more valuable. <laughs> I, I don't, it, it's, it's a lot easier to get a new phone than it is a new Lombardi. <laughs> <laughs> so ask ask him the poll question before going out the door. Oh, This is perfect for Chris Godwin, perfect. Chris Brogdon. All, right. ask him. All right, Chris Godwin, two gigantic birthdays today. It would have been Steve Jobs' 66th birthday. Phil Knight, mm-hmm. founder of Nike, is 83. Who's had the bigger societal influence? Oh, man. That is a great question. I would have to say Steve Jobs. I would have to. You know, I I think you're you'd be you'd be it'd be a lot easier to find someone with an with an Apple product than someone with a pair of Nikes. Yeah, I mean, if if an Air Jordan gets thrown overboard, you just get another one. That phone you goes. You're freaking one. out. <laughs> you're freaking yeah, out. You'll like, go barefoot you're like, I, before I, you I lose your phone. In, I got a bunch of them in the closet. You lose your phone. You're like, oh man, I'm in, I'm in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. your whole identity's ruined for, until you get a new one. You're freaking if you out. Can, if, if if you get a new one. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I told you. Where does it currently stand right now? Well, it's eighty twenty right now. Which it's is what eighty eighty twenty. Steve Jobs. Oh, because I put my thumb on the scales. What you're complaining about? I that's would like I to said. point out we're all wearing Nikes in the studio. <laughs> I actually, I'm, just, I'm just saying, <laughs> and I am. I am also. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but listen, listen. If if it wasn't for Steve Jobs, who knows if we're having this conversation? True. Right. 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 That's true. We also all have Mac Mac yeah. Yes. <laughs> the answer is all of the above but that's not a choice. Hey, Chris, congrats again. Thanks for the call. Let's do this again yeah. soon. Good I luck. I appreciate you guys. Y'all be safe. Right back congrats, at you. That's Chris Godwin, everybody. He's at CG12 underscore on Twitter. How is he not CG14 at this point? <laughs> that's the whole point. If hey, you change your name, you'll hey, lose the verification. He called up the 12.
Tom asked, you may have. Over. He won't say it because he's totally respectful. Because Chris Godwin is respectful. Chris Godwin is a guy who is a lead pipe wielding professional in this league, knows how tough it is. You know why? It was out of respect. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey. Exactly. Straight out of Goodfellas. <laughs> he, he won't say it. Wentz. Brady! <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Let me do something. I got to do my yoga tree pose or whatever the heck this is. A little warrior, whatever. For the radio audience, Seriously. Rich is weighing them out. I mean, yeah. That's the difference. You got this right here on the screen. And TB12 lifting the Lombardi trophy. And then you got Wentz. <laughs> Who almost uh, won an MVP? No, I get it. I get it. Come on. Technically, has a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's he, not difference. even technically. He has one. That's the difference. And you got this. One's getting eaten alive. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, by the way, that movie line would have been something. Very, I hope he didn't just steal one of your movie lines. He did not. I mean, he did not. That's easy. That's not. I don't know about that. But that's something that you would instantly know if you're good, fellas. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Okay, let's take a break. 844-204-RICH. Chris Brockman will drop some movie lines. See if you can guess them. That's next. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You see stuff that's on the walls here when you walk in. There's a, a, a Goodfellas poster that I've had for ever. Really? Yes. Where'd you get it? I got it at a charity auction. Huh. You've taken it off the wall. Yeah, it's not my signature. What do you mean it's not your signature? This is not my signature, buddy. Down there? You got ripped off. No, I did not. Yeah. You're kidding me. I don't do a frou-frou L like that. 
And so I don't cross it. So that is like not that. yours, because it's signed by you, De Niro, and Pesci, and I spent at least four figures on this thing. Get out of here. Yes. You're a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could sign it for real. Yeah. At I'm, least I could double it. Play, do it. Do what you wish. If that is, it, do you know if that's Pesci's? Do you know if that's Joe's? No, that's him. No, I know that's him. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you sure? No, we'll, we'll take care of it later, Rafi. Yeah. What do you got? He's got an axe. Are you serious? Do you, do you want it? Do you want the real? Yeah, sure. But uh, you know, I, know I mean, it's gonna hurt the hurt the. Okay. You're. <laughs> oh no, it doesn't. Oh, that's there's me. you just you oh, just smack yourself in your heart attack. I get, uh, we'll do it later. Okay. But it's not me. Yeah, you just banged yourself. <laughs> you just cracked the glass, so we could take it out. <laughs> Smash the glass. I mean, you got that at this no, point. No, it's not glass. Though. It's not really glass. It's like a plexi. But we'll do it. We'll fix it. Okay. But you got ripped off. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Is How there are you a... feeling now, Rich? Oh, this he's holding on to the axe. Uh, All I, right, I... so ask me a question. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You, okay, you put the axe down. This is fantastic. I, I'm sort of, I don't even know where to go with this because that has been one of my most prized possessions for some time. And you are the real McCoy saying that it's not your signature. Yeah, no, it's not. I initialed it to make it feel Yes. Better. Right for, right <laughs> for Gazy, and then we're done. Chris, that's almost six years ago now. I can't believe that. I actually was recording videos on my phone also. I have a bunch of these. Foo-foo-el. From that. I'm just afraid to You're find out sucker. the rest of them are all fake. They all have Rich, to be fake, right? If, he's, if one of them's fake, they're all of them are fake, I would right? say one Rich, fake, fake, they all fake. Oh, no, yeah, or yeah. one's real. Why about this? One's real, and somebody faked three others. Oh. To make it more, make it more yeah, a little more juice. Guess, to that, I'm just yeah. holding on to the hope that 25% of it's real. I got a QB thing at home that's a lithograph that's got like 13 or 12. Yeah. And I literally brought it to Terry Bradshaw. I'm like, did you sign this? Yeah. It's like, yep. <laughs> Don Bowie just got in my ear and said, it's better now. It comes with a story. And the when we put the plexiglass back on, Leota hit. You know where the where yeah. the break of it is is really on his forehead. Like he hit himself on the forehead with a with a hammer. Well, we know at least one now is real. We got the new. Ray so Ray. half of it. I'm going to say one of them was already real. It wasn't his. <laughs> Rich, you paid Ray a Ray couple fazools for that, right? I don't want to talk about. It. <laughs> Back here on our radio show, eight four four two zero four. Rich, what a dynamite conversation with Chris Godwin, man. Look, if he coughed up that jersey for nothing, you know Brady's got his back, and he's. Oh, man. And like I said, like I said. There's two ways for the Bucks to basically tell Tom, we understand you still. Not that they need to. I don't think that's necessary. But there's two people to pay, himself and, and Godwin. Hey, Tom, we understand. Godwin gets paid. And then you. We got to figure out, let's figure out uh, an extension for you so we can, you can, you don't have to answer all these questions if this is your last year or all that sort of stuff. Go for it. And then we can uh, reconfigure the cap by expanding it out in the, in, uh, in, into the future. I think that makes total sense. How about Godwin saying he doesn't think he need th- that needs to be said from Brady to, or, or Brady's already done it. Sure. Hey, Jason, how you been? You going to pay Chris? Yeah. We can bring this guy let's back. Bring it, let's bring it. You want the band back together? While you're adding an extra year or two to my deal, how about you take care of uh, 14? Maybe so. <laughs> Our friends at uh, Golf Channel are now in the mix with Rory McIlroy, who's teaming up with Peacock to bring you the all-new Golf Pass Channel. 
Watch premier instruction and entertainment from the Golf Membership Program Plus, daily news from Golf Channel. Sign up at PeacockTV.com and start streaming right now. Okay, so uh, I, I I enjoyed, uh, when we were off last week, I enjoyed this meme on Twitter where uh, you were asked, I don't know who starts these things or whatever. No idea. Hey, out of nowhere. Uh, uh, tweet out a movie quote, a movie line that uh, fans of the film will know instantly. And so I did a whole bunch of them, and, uh, and then we turned it into a TV segment on Monday. And we said, let's do it all week. Let's, uh, and then Del Tufo did it yesterday and nearly destroyed the whole idea. I should have done comedy. Five minutes. It's got nothing should, to do with comedy. Yeah, it's not, I no, suck. It's, no, no. I sucked. No, no, no. It, it, Mike, it's okay. By the way. You stick to the weather. I, there's a story stick behind the why I sucked, sound. but I'll talk stick about that. Stick to the weather. What do you mean? Story behind what? What is this story? You were too busy. You were being direct messaged by a, a cheese company? <laughs> no, no, no. The day before. But we'll talk about that another time. Brockman. Day before? What do you mean? What does it mean? When I had to prep for it to send everything in, I was busy doing something. So I kind of. Oh, was, uh, okay. Look, the sun was in your what I was doing. Sun was in your eyes? I don't yeah, know what it is. The sun was in his eyes. I did see an Instagram photograph of a young lass on your page. Yes, that's why. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, dude, I, I'm 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 married with three children. I'm able to juggle everything. I can I can figure out what I movies. I was watching the feud last night when I did mine. He was oh. too pump chumping Let's out. The the... Oh, baby. Oh, I'm gonna. But at any rate, that was a very nice not... photograph. Oh, a very Good nice job, photograph. Two salute. If this is me, if this is any, I don't want to no, linger. No, 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 we need to linger. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was just a friend. It was just a friend. Do we have music, Mike? Oh, you see, I actually do. Okay. I was going to surprise you guys, but you got to go ahead and hit the music. Okay. What is this? We got a little free music that we use. And we're, I don't know what this is. Is one, of, is, one of, is one of your movie quotes from Shaft, Chris? Absolutely not. At least we got to get a music Chris play. Brockman's right, movie quotes, and let's all three of us try and guess what they are. Go let's for it, Chris. All right, first one. You ready? Yes, sir. Hit my buzzer. I'm going to try to act them out, too. I'll just like do the voice. Okay. okay. Yeah. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Ghostbusters. That's very good. That's my. Ladies and gentlemen, Ghostbusters. Very good. Hold on a minute. So, Ghostbusters, uh, who said that line? That's uh, Peter Venkman. Peter Venkman. Bill Murray. Peter Venkman, Bill Murray. They're in the office with the mayor and they're trying to convince him that this is all real. Okay. All right. So, that was the. uh, I was in the background of Ghostbusters 2 while they were shooting it. What do you mean? Down the street when they were came out of a spot, yeah. <laughs> kind of was in the movie trivia with Mike Del Tufo. All right, what else go. you got next All right. one? All right, here we go. Here we go. Yes, sir. All right. Look at that one. Last time I saw a mouth like that, it had oh, a hook in it. Oh, oh my gosh, Caddyshack. Well, I mean, Caddyshack. If you, you're, okay. I think you should. I don't know if you should do the voices because it totally gives it don't away. Don't do the voices. Uh, and I don't know. Actually, do it however you wish. <laughs> <laughs> like if your movie quote was Spalding, get your foot off the boat. That's one thing. But Spalding, get your foot off the boat. Like I, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do it how you see fit. I'm gonna back off of taking the steering wheel. Here's you what drive I, the segment. Here's what I don't want. Here's what I don't want. A situation like yesterday where none of us Got knew it. the movies. Uh, By the way, so, far, so far, it's great. I'm not complaining. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to keep participating. My bad. What's your third? Here's one I think you guys are going to get. Okay. It's a lock. I hit my seven iron like John Daly hits the three. Is that Tin Cup? Ah, oh. Tin Cup, everybody. Tin Cup, everybody. Uh, not is it? Is this? Is, it's not Rene Russo's best, right? What's What's Rene Russo's best? Rene with Major League. 
Major League, right? Or yeah. Lethal Weapon 3. Lethal, lethal Weapon, Weapon 3. Yeah. He's really good in the Thomas Crown Affair remake. Yeah. Another one. Okay. That's right. Rene Russo had uh, quite a run. By the way, I spoke with Renee Russo on the phone once. I used to work at a talent agency. Yes, sir. She was friends with my boss. Super cool. Talked like a trucker on the phone. What do you Whoa. mean? Whoa. She got on the phone and she was saying words that I can't repeat on Peacock. No kidding. Renee Russo. I think that adds to the legend blue. of yes. Renee Russo. And I was like, this is the coolest woman Renee I've ever Russo. met. We're in. Super cool, Renee Russo. Okay. All right. Halfway home. All right, people. Here we go. Yeah. Oh. The Duke leads the league in saves, strikeouts per inning, and hit oh, batsmen. God. This guy right, threw right, it his own league. kid Read in a father-son game. <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> I mean... I was trying to find a quote from this movie that was safe for work. <laughs> I mean, there aren't that many. I mean, it's... it's that, that's, a, that's a no-brainer. I mean, one of the all-time greats. One of you, the all-time just... A bit outside. Bob Euchre. Oh, my gosh. Oh. He, let me, how, let's just linger, linger on this real quick. Bob Euchre made the movie. Wouldn't have been Ooh. as good. Wouldn't have been as iconic. Ooh. Wouldn't have been as memorable. I understand Charlie Sheen is the wild thing. I understand that Wesley Pedro Snipes. And I understand. Um, There's a guy named Joe Boo. And by the way, I, by the way, you, you, I remember Willie Mays Hayes was a big hit, and then Kenny Lofton actually appeared in center field for the right. the Indians, Indians. Yes. right? So, is this a hot take? Is this a major league hot take that without Bob Euchre, this movie is not nearly as memorable? He made the entire movie. Yes or no? I would disagree wholeheartedly on that. You're pausing. You're think that I, I may have struck a nerve here. Oh, I'm really thinking about that. It's very bad. No, I get it. I, I, I get. I get that there are some great, amazing scenes in this. I'm gonna have to throw that up on a poll. I gotta be honest. I'd still love Major League if you took Bob Euchre and put. Yeah, but anyone people put in Major League up there with Bull Durham with any sports yeah, movie. Yeah, it's like one of the best yeah. sports movies. But I don't know. That's close. I don't think that Euchre made the movie. Corbin no. Berenson in the hot corner, everybody for <laughs> the win. And then he, he pulls out his contract. I don't have to do extraneous athletic. <laughs> and then, no, I, I and get then it. the coach pees on it. <laughs> hey, Black Hammer. <laughs> Oh, that was Major League Two, I think. What else you got over there? Okay, all right, here we go. Two up. Lord, it's a miracle! Man up and vanished like a fart in the wind. All right, one more time. Give this one more time. Lord, it's a miracle! Man up and vanished like a fart in the wind. Why am I drawing a blank on this Uh, one? What do you got? First off, think about me. Oh, it's the end of Shawshank. Oh, yes. Okay, I've watched Shawshank a lot. Andy Dufresne, not in his cell. Okay. Got it. All right. Very good. I feel I feel less than for missing that one. Yeah, me too. I've watched that but way I, too I, much. I, I, am not, I, 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 I am not one of the uh, guys who's watched Shawshank 50 times. Yeah. I've, I've seen it a handful of times. I'm not, I'm not somebody who's seen that 90 million times. Sure. I just have not. So that's All right, what, last that, one. Last one. Yes, sir. TJ, this is... Specifically for you. Oh boy, I got the buzzer ready. We go and sizz. Uh, we go and sizz. Uh, what is white men can't jump? Hey, I mean, this is a very Ron Shelton heavy <laughs> yes. edition of movie quotes here. I'm also playing my personal hits. How does something from You Got Mail not chosen here? Because we already didn't. No, 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 no. No, we never would have got any of those. 
I will say that didn't just even cross my mind. Just a bit outside. Yeah, so I guess <laughs> you got mail was, was, was just a bit outside. Okay, I want to put this on a poll. What, what was your exact phrasing of that, Major Rich? League would not be as great a movie without Bob Uecker. Okay. He made the movie. Bob Uecker made the movie. Major. Like, I, I don't know how you put that. That's, uh, you know, the copy in a Twitter poll. But the movie would not be as great as it is. All right. All right. Bob Uecker made. Do right. you know what I mean? Like, if you put in the words, Bob Uecker made Major League the great movie that it is. I don't know. Would Major League be as great without Bob Uecker? No, that's not really. No, I mean, let's say Jim Brock. Major League was an e- was a, was an excellent sports movie. Mm-hmm. For me, it is not top five. It just isn't. And I know that's viewed as a hot take. You know what number one is for me. It's Hoosiers. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I love the natural just as much as anything else. And obviously. Um, Even now that you know that Hoosiers is faker than Rudy, it's still number I still, one. I still say it's a great sports movie. Great sports movies. I'll repeat it again here just for the sake of it. Great sports movies uh, have you on the edge of your seat about, uh, about the journey. Right. And then great sports movies have great sports scenes in them. Um, and also at the very end of it, uh, at the very through line, has got to be a great father-son story, a great, you know, child-parent relationship. Field of Dreams is what that 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 puts Field of Dreams on that map. Yeah, that has all. That. Okay, um, uh, Major League's just not in the top five for me. Just isn't. I'm sorry to say. No, that's fine. You know, I got to come with two more off the top of my head, but I think I could. The Natural, I just I can't get enough of the Natural. I love that movie. Spoiler alert: the he takes the he takes the money in in the actual book. In the it's book, based on yeah, the, the Bernard Malamud book. Roy Hobbs takes the money, and they're like, "We can't have Robert Redford take the money. We're not going to do that." <laughs> Interestingly enough, unbelievable. Wilford Brimley in that film, thirty-five years. Old. <laughs> <laughs> you might not be off on that. Where is Wilford? Oh, I'm going. Are you looking it up? Right. Speaking of, I'll, I'll tap dance while he looks up whether he was younger or older in Cocoon than he Can we guess how old he was? Yeah, let's try to guess. I'm going to say Wilford Brimley was... I'm saying Cocoon was before The Natural, so I'm going to say Wilford Brimley was like 54 in The Natural. I'm going to say he's 42 in The Natural. 42, I'm with... Okay, so it came out in 84, so he was born in 34, so he would have been probably 49 in The Natural. Still much younger than Tom Cruise right now. Can you believe it? I mean, well, I for for my movie quotes, I was all I was looking up um, Wilford Brimley at the end of Absence of Malice, which Ooh, is a dynamite Paul Newman Sally Field film about Sally Field reporting Morning. on Paul Newman and whether you didn't want anyone to get was, that, did you? Well, I know it's a very arcane, deep dive, but the end of the film is where. Wilford Brimley shows up and he dominates a scene at the end. Mm-hmm. Dominates. Just a great scene. He's not in the movie up until the very end of it. Here, here and I was going to pull something from that, but I'm like, yeah, I can't just do that. Wilford Brimley in The Natural, five years older than Tom Brady right now. <laughs> <laughs> I will say one thing right here, right now. Okay. Tom Brady looks 25. <laughs> say, say that one more time. So uh, during the filming of The Natural, Wilford Brimley was 49. Tom Brady's almost 44. So that's five years older than Tom Brady right now. 
There are two things I will never tire of on this show. Two things we'll never tire of on this show. One is Wilford Brimley age comparing to <laughs> fill in the blank, especially Tom Brady. <laughs> Wilford Brimley was this old in a movie where he looked like he was 90 million years old, but he really was 35 Tom Brady's age. Like that, right. I cannot get enough of that. <laughs> and then, but that we've been doing that for weeks. we've been doing that for a long right. time. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I can't get enough of, and uh, is is something very recent to our lives. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. Oh, we forgot today, guys. When it comes to football, it sure is a wise. <laughs> All right, everybody. Mm-hmm. Rich Eisen. Blake Shelton, everybody. Hey, shout out to Blake, listening. Appreciate you, buddy. You're the man. What's cracking today, Blake? How are you doing well. out there, man? Will you please clap? Will you? I know you're playing a, an extra yeah, yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will you please clap for Blake? Oh, clap! Thank you. <laughs> I got more clap, clap for Blake. Clap for Blake. What up, Blake? Blake. What up, Blake? I can't get enough of that. <laughs> and I just realized. I just realized we're about to take a break for our final segment. We had yet to play that at all. Like, what the hell? We almost went a whole day. <laughs> Dad, no. <laughs> Dad, no. <laughs> Wow. Let's take a break. We'll wrap up this show. Rest of the week's going to be great. You guys have got a, a fantastic fill-in host with a dynamite guest list. We'll talk about that coming up. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Where did the nickname Showtime come from? Uh, it was my godfather, Troy Hawkins. Him and my dad, but really him. Every, they, they would watch me play, and I would make the diving plays and stuff like that in baseball. And they said it, it, that I was always it was Showtime when I was on the field. And so they always used to call me Showtime, especially my godfather, Latroy. Latroy Hawkins. That is a name I have not heard in a while. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a Minnesota Twins connection with your dad, right? Yes, Pretty yes much sir. He, uh, he came up a little bit after my dad, and my dad kind of took him under his wing, I think. And then Latroy ended up having a great career where he played, I think, 21 years in the big leagues. I mean, he played forever, it seemed like. And uh, he, I've, I've stayed in touch with him forever. He still comes to a lot of my games, even now. And uh, he, he's been someone that uh, has been a great, another great mentor for me. Okay, Patrick. Um, look, I appreciate you calling in here greatly. And I appreciate the text exchange that I had with you the other day <laughs> where you were gentle in rejecting my suggestion to give you a new nickname of the patrol. I really appreciate that, Patrick. <laughs> it, was, it was a good idea. I, mean, I just kind of was playing down the nicknames as much as possible as I, uh, at that point. So it's okay. Great. So you're saying... you're <laughs> saying works for you. No, no, no. Hold on a second. You, you're saying that it's not 
a judgment on the actual creativity of the nickname. It's just you attempting to be humble, tamping down any of the accolades right now because you're focused on winning. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, I mean, just for me in general, I mean, it's, it's all about the football. It's all about the team. And so I know that the nicknames are a cool thing to do with the social media and everything that's around right now. But uh, for me, it's all about just being a, a teammate and someone that's just a part of this organization and a part of a team that wants to win. So if you had an ego, let's just, let's just again, let's put it in a box here. You have an ego. You don't care about being humble at all. You're just, you're just pounding your chest. Nickname of the Patrol. Do you like it? <laughs> be honest, uh, be honest. I don't know. I've had so, there's been so many nicknames that have came out lately, and uh, I'm just going to kind of keep it at just Patrick right now. You're being polite. I like it. <laughs> How you're being. Yeah, thank you, though. I appreciate it. That was fun with uh, Patrick Moe. Hey, man, I tried, um, and I failed miserably once again. I'm going to give up that ghost. <laughs> I'm going to give up that ghost. Until someone else and, and named Pat or say, Matt I will just say, I will just say to all the Pats and Matts of the world, I'm waiting for you. Show up, shine out, and see if you deserve it. Uh, I try, I try. There's no doubt about it. I try. You know, uh, it's not like I'm I'm not scouring the entire list of potentially draftable players named Matt or Pat. Who do we have? I haven't done that. Yeah, no. right. I really have not done that, but it's given me the idea that I should. You know, I should. We're back here on our radio network, um, 844-204-RICH, number to dial before we get out of Dodge if you want to have a conversation. Boy, this is going to be quite the um, quite the event this weekend. The PGA Tour's spring swing lifts off in Florida. So now it's now Florida's turn with the WGC Workday Championship at the concession this weekend, 2.30 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday on NBC. And as we all know, It'll be quite an event with uh, everybody's minds on uh, a hospital here in Southern California as Tiger Woods is convalescing. Thank God he is alive. That's how we started the show about three hours ago. Thank God he is uh, alive. Um, uh, You guys, uh, I am going to take just a a couple days time. Uh, I'll be back Monday. But um, the uh, fill-in host, if you will, is uh, my lovely wife, Susie Schuster. And... um, as always, she takes it uh, very seriously to outbook me. <laughs> That's the way it goes in the house. So um, first guest tomorrow is Michael Irvin. He's going to join. And then Laura Linney, the actress who's wow. nominated for the Golden Globes, which is this weekend on NBC, Ozark. Mm-hmm. You love that show, Great don't you? Show. Oh, my God. It's so good. Funny show. Yeah. Actually, hold on a minute. Actually, hold on a Not second. so much. <laughs> I mean, even Breaking Bad had some... Funny sure. elements in it. There's sure, a badger, sure. oh, yeah. you know. It's like a badger in Breaking Bad, right, you know. Right. And, and and you know, and Pinkman occasionally. Jesse had something funny about him, yeah. and even Walter White had like a sense of humor. Those like, type of shows need a comic relief somewhere. There, there really isn't in Ozark. Well, I mean, the grizzled. Um, his name escapes me. The guy who played the guy who lived in the basement of the house that they took over. Oh yeah, in, he was good. He kind of was a, a little, little bit. bit of a, I don't know. There's no yucks. There's, There's no, no yucks. there are no yucks no in Ozark. In it just show. goes straight dark. It is intense. And it goes darker and darker and then it goes further down into the it center is, of the it earth. It's intense. And uh yeah, Laura Linney is uh, I mean, it's uh, what a show. What an incredible It's great. Funny show. Not a funny show. I keep why don't I keep saying that? Yeah, because Keenan Thompson. Uh the uh the great Shapiro O'Neill 
will be on our program tomorrow. Jeremy Schapp will join uh, Susie tomorrow, who also is getting Steve Kerr to call in. I've heard of you. I'm on the, I'm on the paint on mine list. You can, uh, you can call in. A.K.A. the Black Rich Isaac. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, oh, you know, I'm sorry. He's on Friday show. Yeah, show Neil. on Friday show, yeah. Uh, along with Doc Rivers. Hello. So you can... Uh, <laughs> by the way, we put the Ziggy on jo- Joel Embiid last night. Yeah, right? No, not we. I mentioned the stat. You're like, that's a lock. He'll score 25. That's Did a game. He, he didn't get it? He, no. was, he had 18. But he didn't get the 25. Oh, man. Total Ziggy. But we got the, the dub. That's what a mush. We the got mush. the dub. That's all that matters. No, you got the win, but you're, you're like, that's a, that's a lock. Well, you know, I... Thought he was on fire. Oh, did I mention Stephen A. Smith is going to wrap up tomorrow's show? I believe oh, See, tomorrow wow. Friday. Nice. Hey, Rich. So I got a It's one of those things where I'm just walking around the house and, uh, hey, Stephen. <laughs> so, um, so is there anything off wait, limits? Oh, by the way, I'm not done. Damon Lindelof, who's basically the most decorated and hottest writer and producer and director in all of Los Angeles, he's going to call in a Friday show to set the table for the Golden Gloves. How? <laughs> <laughs> Is there, is no, there, that's Lavar. I thought you'd go weep. No, no, that's, Is there that's, anything that's, off limits? Oh, is, that, is that Stephen A? That's Stephen that's A talking Stephen about. Yeah. Because it's it's no. Stephen. I can't forget. We've been hoodwinked. Was 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 Porzingis, Porzingis, Porzingis getting Porzingis. drafted? Yeah. Yes. Porzingis. Lonzo did good. How? No. How? Oh, that's right. His response. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the response to Lonzo's. We have game. been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, <laughs> uh, and think, flat out ow. deceived. By the way, I think I'm forgetting an A-lister that. And that was Stephen A. He was on vacation during the draft. He popped in front of a camera somehow from wherever he was to just go nuts just about go nuts. Porzingis. How? How? So, yeah. so, Rich, the question is, is there anything off limits with Susie tomorrow? Because I got questions oh. about you. Whoa. 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 You know? Whoa. I'm going to ask Susie some questions about we Rich. I don't know how many sweaters you actually really have. Just go back and look in the closet. I don't think people care about that. I do. I, I think they I don't do. think anybody cares we about my how much of a sweater collection. You are. I mean, we talk about it daily. Of course they <laughs> Like what, what? My life's an open freaking book, Like, man. I'm going to be like, Susie, tell us about some of the game Rich used to kick when he was courting you back <laughs> in the day. You know? <laughs> you know, because, wait, wait, so it, we're going to do a segment, Ask Susie? Ask Susie. Oh, yeah, there we go. Because <laughs> you just like, man, you said before about how, like, you tried and you tried, and she was kind of kept you at bay at first. So I'm like, we'll be right, like, yo. Mike, let's get a drop. game was Rich kicking. Let's get a drop. Ask Susie. Ask Susie. Ask Susie. I um I don't like that segment. <laughs> I don't like the C note. <laughs> I don't like the C note. Okay. Maybe she can have some old text like, messages, guys. I don't like the segment at all. Like that. The floor is 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 yours. The chair is hers. Hit them all. So now while we got the right. So oh no no. So uh, I'm I'm tapping out. I am tapping out, and I will be back Monday. You know, rested and is ready to go. I know we took a week, but this has been planned for a while, so I'm I'm going two days, and it'll be great. And uh, and uh, I don't want to know what you're talking about. Hey, don't get Wally pipped in that chair, Rich. I, I, she's oh. done it before. Hey, now. Yeah. But at any rate, uh, thanks to Jason Lockenfora, Mila Jovovich, or Jovovich, I believe. Like I think back Jovovich in her native. Jovovich actually sounds Tennessee. Back in her, well, it sounds more Russian. Yes. Um, or for her, she's a native Ukrainian. Yeah, How Ukraine. great was Juwan Howard? And I'm just saying that because he's my coach. But I thought it was a great interview. And Chris hey, Godwin as well. Susie just texts Jeremy Schapp also. Yeah, Shapiro O'Neal. Jeremy Schapp. Chapois will be on uh, tomorrow's show. Just to ask him what he's into. Just like, what's, what are you interested in? It's probably like sort of cooking salmon and talking about bobsled. <laughs> We're back for brother from another in a second. <laughs>